This is Charlie Baker, and you're listening to Paying Attention. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Fucking want me share? Good Facebook man. My name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hiya, Tom. Two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Got a pretty interesting show for you today. We're sorry that we're a little late, although I did warn you guys I was going to be late this week. Um, We usually air at 2. And quite frankly, if I had my way, we'd be doing the show at 6 o'clock at night. That's that's really the optimum time to be doing a live show. But uh, circumstances being what they are, we have to do an afternoon show for now until we broadcast at 6, which is fine. We do tend to get a lot more people watching at night than we do during the day because, let's face it, you know, most responsible people who care about their community have jobs, <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Um, we, I, I, we have a great guest today, and we're going to get to him in a minute, Dave Consoli, who is the owner of Pleasant Valley Landscaping. We appreciate him sponsoring the show, but we also appreciate him coming on to chat with us about stuff. Um, before we start, I have a couple of things I want to get to. Merrimack Valley Magazine is out on the streets. I can't believe they still make magazines yeah. because everybody does everything on the internet these days. But Merrimack Valley Magazine has a great story about Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And if you look on the cover here, that handsome guy, Dave Garofalo, I got to tell you, he's a pretty ugly guy in real life. <laughs> But boy, does he photograph well. No, he does. He photographs really well, right? Am I wrong about this? And then because you get, like, for those of you who uh, hear her voice on the show every week, um, you get to see Chrissy on the front page of the paper. You can see how sexy she is. So once you see this, you're going to go, you know, I thought Tom was a little over the top with some of the stuff that he says about his producer. But now that I've seen her picture, I totally get it now. You'll totally get it once you see this. Um, So if you pick up uh, Merrimack Valley Magazine, it's a great story about Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Um, Also, uh, I I wanted to talk just a little bit before we get to Dave about my Facebook incarceration. And had I had time, I would have sent the pictures over to Christy to pull up on the screen to prove what I'm saying. I've come to the conclusion after a year and a half of getting banned for Facebook for, for everything you could possibly imagine, none of which are violations of their terms of service. I've come after I've come to the conclusion after this last Facebook ban. I'm in I'm in jail for 30 days now. I can't access my account because of bullying. I was bullying online. I do have two shots. Those mistakes you said. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I've got them here. So what happened is um, 
somebody was somebody had committed identity theft. You'll see that on the screen, right? And somebody came onto my page and posted a photo of the person pretending to be me. Someone created a fake account pretending to be me and was instant messaging my friends trying to get them to give them money or personal information. I know this because the person posted the picture of the fake profile on my page and I simply wrote underneath it, if you can pull the second one up if you have it, I simply wrote, hope you turn this person into Facebook and Instagram. And unfortunately, I committed a typo and the P in the word hope didn't, didn't come out. I didn't hit the P adequately enough apparently. And Facebook interpreted this to be me calling someone a hoe using ghetto, lang- ghetto, yeah. uh, ghetto language, H-O-E. calling someone a hoe and then chastising them for turning someone into Facebook. And so when I saw that I got this ban, I, I knew that it was a mistake immediately on their part. I saw what the typo was, but I also saw that, you know, if they looked at it in the context of what I was answering to, that this would be rectified in 24 hours. I sent an appeal to Facebook Lo and behold, 24 hours later, I get a notify, notified that, yes, we've reviewed your appeal and the ban still stands. I was like, wait, what? So I appealed it and apparently no real person looked at this. Apparently it's all computer bots. And they're not looking at the context and they're not looking to see if it's a typo. They just looked at the actual statement, which if, you're in, if, you're, if you live in a ghetto and you call people hoes, H-O-E, instead of whores, which is the actual word that you're trying to use, then I, I could understand that, except that like I made an appeal I thought a real person would look. So a friend of mine says, Tom, there's this new independent board that oversees Facebook appeals. Why don't you appeal it to them? Great. I took the screenshots. I went to the page for the appeal. I wrote, someone stole my identity. I was, con- I was encouraging someone to turn that person in. Here's the two screenshots. Five days later, I get... I'm sorry, but your your um, appeal has not been selected for review. So they didn't even re- they don't even review every case, right? They just cherry pick certain cases. So okay, what do we do next? I said, screw it. I know he's a le- left wing liberal lunatic. Seth Moulton's my congressman, but he's not a bad guy either. We might disagree on politics, but he's not a bad guy. I, I sent a message to his office with the screenshots and said. You guys in Congress are the only ones that have the power to stop Facebook from from playing these shenanigans and targeting people. And I never believed for a minute that I was being targeted because I'm a conservative. I really thought that I was being targeted because of the incompetence of Facebook and their Facebook bots that they have that make these decisions. It's not real people. And I really would like the congressman to start reigning in Facebook. If they're going to get billions of dollars in tax breaks, claiming that they're not publishers, claiming that they're that they're only a platform, then that means that they aren't allowed to censor content of what's on their platform. That's why they get their billions of dollars in tax breaks. That's why they get a special exemption from Congress. You're a congressman. I want you to do something about this. They've obviously proven with just my case alone that they are not platform. They're a publisher and they should lose all of their special exemptions. And I want you as a congressman to do something about it. The good news and the bad news. The good news is, um, I, uh, Mr. I think his name is Biba, but I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, who's one of his aides, actually reached a real person at Facebook. I don't know how he did that because I went through a million phone numbers and you can't get a real person on Facebook. And uh, he told them about the identity theft situation and assured me that you know we spoke to them and we, we brought it to their attention and they're going to do something about it. Here we are a week and a half later. 
And despite my appeal, going to the extra board, going to my congressman, I still cannot access my page for bullying. As if, by the way, why is Facebook in the business of telling people what bullying is and isn't? That's a very subjective term, right? This is supposed to be a platform for people to post whatever they want. Now, I do a lot on my Facebook page that I don't do on the Valley Patriot page. We organize stuff for the homeless when we do our homeless dinners on Wednesday nights. Uh, I use it to help veterans who want to network with me to go through Randy Carter to get certain services to Clearpath New England. We use it for this show. We use it for a whole host of other things that are now all suffering because the fascists at Facebook, and that's what I'm convinced now that they are. I resisted for a long time thinking that they were doing this all based on their political views, but they are. They're liars. They're not a platform. They're publishers. They are censoring content. They're, they, they don't just take, they don't just ban you from using your page when you do something they don't like or that you have an opinion they don't agree with. They've actually taken down some of my posts that I've put up because they didn't deem it appropriate. This isn't kindergarten kids. And the fact is Facebook and Twitter have gotten too big. And Congress right now is the only, they're the only power on the planet that can rein in Facebook and Twitter. And they're only going to have this power for like another 11 minutes, right? Because at some point, Facebook's going to get so big that even Congress isn't going to be able to do anything about it. So um, I know that Seth Moulton is obsessed with using social media to find out the insurrectionists and domestic terrorism and all of that political party bullshit. I get it. And he's a Democrat, so he's going to go along with what the Democrats want. And that's fine. That's what we expect from a Democrat when they get elected. However, this is something different. This is, they don't like either who I am or they don't like my overall political views. And by the way, I'm a very conservative guy, but I've got some very liberal views on a lot of things, as you know, if you follow the show. All right. Um, on First Amendment stuff, you can't find anybody more liberal than I am and, and, and on First Amendment. But because they don't like some of my views or they consider me and they've labeled and stereotyped me a conservative Republican, which, by the way, not a Republican, they've targeted me now. And they've targeted me in a way that no matter what I do, even if I'm following their terms of services, they're restricting my access to reach out to the public. So you guys, there's a couple of things that you can do. You can write your congressman. You can send them a quick email. You can ask them to do something about um, the deplatforming of Facebook and uh, make them be legally deemed a publisher as they should. Uh, the other thing that you need to do is you need to find the Tom Duggan, so it's, I guess it's a celebrity page or a, I forget what they call it, but there's another Tom Duggan page. Um, you need to find that page and like it and follow it because I, another person administers that page so that when I'm in Facebook jail, you can still interact with me. You can still read our news stories. The problem is I've got 16,000 people follow me on my personal page. And we've got about 5,000 people following the celebrity page. So we need to try and transition the other like 11,000 people over to the Valley Patriot page and the other page. Um, that's why you haven't heard from me. Please stop texting me and saying that I'm ignoring you because I'm mad at you. I'm not answering your instant messages because it's all about you. And somehow you feel that I've somehow slighted you by not answering you. It's nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that I'm in Facebook jail. All right. Sorry, I'll stop messaging. All right, Chrissy. Chrissy's actually the one person who who could do it and get away with it, right? Uh, To my left, uh, a very good friend of the show. He's been a very good friend of the show. I still can't figure out why. Uh, but he loves what we do here. He loves the Valley Patriot. Dave Consoli, who is the owner and uh, president, I guess, of... Founder, yeah. Founder of Pleasant Jim. Valley Landscaping. Wears many hats. You guys laugh all the time. I get emails from people saying, 
why do you keep promoting Pleasant Valley landscaping when you follow up with, but he's not taking any jobs? And I thought maybe he could come in and he could explain that. A lot of people ask me, how did you meet Tom Dunn? What's <laughs> what are you, your relationship What are you doing like? with that worm? <laughs> well, interesting story. So what do you want to know? Our history or? Yeah, like, like what, what is it? Like, it's always interesting to me why does people on the outside look at what we're doing either here or on the newspaper or whatever and say, yeah, I want to be part of that. Especially given that we're somewhat controversial, right? It, there's, yeah. there's a price to pay for sponsoring the show. There's going to be political people who are not going to be happy with you. Well, I'm pretty much a lifelong resident of Methuen. I own, I own a business. I own real estate. You know, My family is all rooted here. I have kids that went through the Methuen school system. So I'm pretty invested in the community. And as you know, the last five or so years, Methuen has been a lightning rod. Yeah, There's been a lot of, lot of bad press. And as someone who loves the city as much as I do, I loved it better when it was a town, but when someone loves the city as much as I do, it's hard to go on the Boston Herald's website or you know, look at Channel 5 and there's, there's a problem with uh, the school or the, you know, the police contract or what have you. And it's, it's kind of sad. Right. So we start looking at other venues and avenues. And I came across this podcast um, as well as I always follow the Valley Patriot. And I don't, like, like you and I had discussed in the past, I don't agree with you a lot of times on stuff, which is, which is okay. You know, sometimes I think you're over the top. Some, sometimes I, I am over the top. I'm a, I'm a card-carrying Republican. I'm, I'm very conservative. But when it comes to social issues, I'm, I'm pretty moderate. Right. So I, I like my city to be run like a business. And our city hasn't been run like that for a long time. So what predicated me to sponsoring the show was I liked what you did. A lot of times I agree with you. A lot of times I disagree with you. But I started sponsoring the show because local politicians – called for boycotting the show and boycotting the Valley Patriot. And that I have a problem with. Because when you disagree with someone, that's fine. You know, this, this world is made of all different people, types, right. all different opinions. I have a lot of friends who are very, very liberal. Me too. Almost I, all my friends are liberal. Yeah, I don't agree with them on certain things. You know, they make their points. I make their points. I try not to talk politics a lot. But, you know, and I love them, love them dearly. You know, my conservative friends sometimes are up, way off. It's like, what are you, what are you talking right, about? Right. You know, they you know, just go on Methuen Community Sound Off. That's another, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that later on in the show. Those are not jobs. So, so I, 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 felt, I felt the need to support the show because I, I remember you said that, you know, sponsorship was down and I wanted you to keep on doing what, what you have been doing. And I felt, that's what I want to do. The other, the other thing that bothered me was um, your fractured relationship with Mayor Perry. Mm -hmm. I am a huge supporter of Mayor Perry. I, people in this city should be get down on their knees and be thankful we have a mayor like this. The guy is great. Um, once in a while, he does get testy when you talk about his integrity, and that's mm -hmm. because the guy has a lot of integrity. I mean, his chief of staff's amazing. I know mm -hmm. her on a personal level. These people do really God's work, you know, public, public service. They don't make a ton of money, mm -hmm. but they're doing things that I would never want to do. You know, right. I think for, for the most part, our city council is full of people who mean very well. They, you know, they want to do right by the city. You may not agree with a lot of things that they do, but, you know, I've watched city council meetings where I say, oh, they, you know, good points. And I've watched oh, people posture, but, you know, that's politics. I'm right. not a politician, right. you know, 
And my wife says, thank God you're not a politician because my first order of business would be put rocket launchers at the yield signs on Pelham Street and blow people <laughs> up as they blow through that and run me off the road. So, yeah. But that's where our relationship had started. And uh, you know, I'm hoping things get back to normal where you, know, you and the mayor can repair things. That's why I wrote the letter to the editor. Mm-hmm. because mayor, I, almost, I almost didn't publish that. You should have. I almost didn't publish it because what I didn't want is I didn't want the mayor to think that I was having like my friends try to advocate for me. But we're, I, we're not. We right, but he doesn't know that, right? Okay, he doesn't yeah, know we whether were, we're friends we, or we're at not. That, and I, at that so point, I, I, we were just acquaintances. Right, but I didn't, I didn't want it to look like I'm having, I'm having other people try to fight my battle for me. But at the end, I talked to some of my editors. We kicked it around and they said, you know what? You have a policy that you're going to print whatever people send you. And at the end of the day... If it makes you look bad, it makes you look bad. You got to publish it. And I said, you know what? You're right. We have a policy of no. publishing whatever people send. So we didn't change a word. I didn't even move around a comma. No, we full disclosure, that. that was all me. Tom yeah. had nothing to do yeah. about it. You know, and, and getting to, I'd like to touch on Councillor Ferretra. I mean, I looked forward to Joel's stuff in the, his in food the, stuff. Yeah, he would go around. I'm not a big. I, I don't eat out a lot. I'm I'm from Italian family. You right. Know? You don't I, need to go out. I live a charmed life. Right. My, I have, you know, my parents are from Italy. Uh, I married an Italian By the way, woman. Who's, who's stirring the sauce? My mother's already called me twice. Yeah, I bet she has. Yeah. She probably has meatballs for the mayor. That's right? a, another story. But, um, you know, I, I, I like to eat at home. We, we're, I have a great home life. Mm-hmm. My wife is a tremendous cook. And um, I don't like to eat out a lot. But on those rare occasions that I do, I, 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 I found myself looking to the stuff that Joel would publish and right. say, you know, this place has good sandwiches or this place, the appetizers were off the charts. And you took me to Miller's Tavern. Right. I had never been there. Was it great? It was great. Yeah. Other than you sexually harassing the waitress, <laughs> it was a perfect experience. Oh, there's experience. a shock. How many people out there are shocked right now? <laughs> it was a perfect experience. And by the way, technically that. it's not sexual harassment if I'm not her boss and I was not okay. her boss. Oh God, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I know it was so. It was so. Watching him squirm was just priceless. I apologize, and tipped her. That's true. <laughs> so. We did over tip her because of that. Yeah. So you know, I I I think what bothered me the most what with the, when the whole you had three city councils. I'm not going to name them because I've actually made good with one of them. Um, but you had three city councils went on Facebook and they were so angry with me for not touting their party line, like writing a story the way they wanted me to write it that they were willing to hurt Methuen businesses and call for the boycott of Methuen businesses thinking that they're hurting me. And what they're doing is they're hurting their own constituents. And I thought, wow, like this is the height of stupidity because I was an elected official. I would never in a million years call for the boycott of a, when I was a Lawrence okay, School Committee. So let's, let's talk about these politicians. Yeah. They're, they're all new. Yeah. They're human. People make mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, you have a fractured relationship right now with Councilor Samad. Councilor Samad's a great guy. He he's doing really good things for the city. I wish you guys would make up. You know, it's just it takes two. I know, I know. So, but what what I'm saying is, the, these aren't seasoned politicians that have been in office for right. for 15 years. You know, right. th- this is all new to everyone. And pe- I make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I I lose my temper every once in a while. I, you know, you, people need to learn how to apologize because apologies. Go a long way. I they I, certainly do with me. I never apologized until I got married. Yeah, <laughs> and, you've been, wife, and all you've done is apologize no, no, ever no, since. No, no. <laughs> Full disclosure: my wife and I get along like two peas in a pod. We we do, we don't fight very very rarely. But she, you know, my wife taught me that valuable life lesson: is when you make a mistake, instead of instead of you know holding on to it, just apologize because right. you're either going to get 
you know, forgiven or not, but at least you know where you stand. Right. So, so maybe the apologies need to come in private instead of public, whatever. But I'd like to see all of you people get back together doing what you do because I, I, I used to look forward to it. I, I joked, my, my mom, uh, Neil Perry, when he was campaigning, he came to my house and um, he did one of those uh, round table things and he, he met my mom. And if you know my mom, that's all she does is cook. You know, right. She's a fabulous uh, a Neapolitan. My invitation must have got lost. Neapolitan Italian. So she goes to you know the mayor and says, "Oh boy, I'd love to feed you. Worst thing you could ever do." So, you know, I get a call one day and says, "You know, the mayor needs you know soup." You know, and I had to bring soup to City Hall. And I said, "I said to the mayor, um, I listened to your podcast the other night. It was like two o'clock in the morning, and I was." Um, doing snow removal. I think we were out working a snowstorm. And all I heard him was chewing on Doritos. Oh, uh, you that was that, you. You're the guy. Was, I was the guy. And I, I used to look I used to look forward to that. You right. know, and he would talk about We had a good rapport. Going- we had a good rapport and I think he was very honest when he was here. He was. Think, He's great. I, I think he was he, he held back a lot, but you know he, he's the mayor. He kinda has to on some things. Of course he does. Um I, I I'm always willing to. Re- I'm always willing to sit down with anybody. When the mayor was here last year, he said, "I know you and Saber don't get along. How about if I put the two of you together and the three of us will have coffee? We'll smooth it over." And as much as I, as much as I don't like the guy, and I really don't, you don't like him. Uh, huh? The guy has targeted me at, on more, more occasions than I can count, and and lied about me too. On top of it all, but I even said to him, "You know what? That's going to be a tough conversation, but I'm willing to have it if he's willing to sit down in a room and try and smooth things over with me." I'm I'm willing to do it. Set it up, and it was the other guy that said no. Really? Yeah, it was the other guy that said no. So, and and Neil will tell you, like he came in several times. He even said, "Hey, how about you and Jim McCarty and me, and we sit down, and we have a coffee, and we try and smooth things over." But the thing is, when you're dealing with bad actors, when you're dealing with people who are not on the up and up, they're never going to want to sit down. They're never going to face you when they've done something. I mean, the whole thing with Steve Saber was, I came in one day and I said he voted to cut 31 cops. And I came in and said, why don't we cut the cops in his neighborhood so that if his wife is getting raped or his kids are getting beaten up, the cops are going to be coming from West Methuen and they're going to be the, they're going to be the last person that the cops get to. Let them suffer the, 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 the ramifications of the decisions that he made. Well, he and his family went on Facebook and said that I encouraged someone to rape his wife. Wow. That's what they said. And they continued to repeat it over and over and over, even after they posted the video of me saying what I actually said. They then underneath it continued the conversation as if that's what I said. And to me, that's just so that's so over the line and out of the. You know, even though this is politics and it's a rough game, that to me is just over the yeah, line. I don't. I don't know much about Councilor Saber. I think he runs a great meeting. Um, I don't know the guy if I ran into him. Yeah. I just the only part about that family that I know about is when the brothers publicly spoke and chastised uh, Janet Di Natale, yeah. who you don't get better people than Janet. I agree with that. Hus- Janet and her husband Dave. I mean, yeah. they they are fabulous people. So yeah. you know that. That well, that tells of, you right there, right? It, yeah, it just, just tells you right there. Yeah, so politics so, but, is a but tough I, game. But even after all that, I was still willing to sit down with the guy. Right? I was sure. willing to sit down with the guy and say, hey, listen, I don't know why you said all this stuff, but let's try and get past it. And I would have had that conversation. But there, there's there's more political juice for the other side, the people who are the hate Tom Duggan crowd, to continue hating on Tom Duggan because they've got this narrative that they're vested in now. Now they're vested in, he's a bad guy, everything he says is bad, don't pay attention to him. Well, and that's why they tried so hard to get Neil to stop coming on the show because they couldn't tell people in the community that Tom Duggan's got no credibility while the guy with the most credibility in the Merrimack Valley is sitting next to me, right, on the show. So they, had, they tried very, very hard to split us up 
And I, I got to tell you, I give, I give Neil a lot of credit that he lasted as long as he did. Because when he first got elected, I said, this is not going to last three months. Yeah, he, he And he, he lasted a year and a half. But Neil's Irish, isn't he? He's he similar Irish. to us Italians. So it just true. takes like one little thing. But yep. he, he's, a good, he's a good person. I mean, we're lucky to have him in the city. And that's, that's the other thing I want to talk about is like running a business in the city, mm-hmm. if, I, if I may. Absolutely. You know, I, so, think, I think that's probably the, the, the best contribution you can so make to we, my show. We purchased... Um, um, a, tr- a trucking company property uh, in the industrial park on Old Ferry Road about four years ago, and the property was de- depressed, and we had to raise the building and start all over. And, you know, people talk about, you know, Methuen this, Methuen that, you know, the city hall stinks. And I got to tell you, I went through a, a full year of con- commercial construction, which I've never done before. I've all, you know, I've only built residential properties. And every single person in this city, when I walked into city hall, from the engineering department, building inspector, Joe Giarusso, the conservation, uh, build departmental health department, it, uh, and especially um, Bill Buckley, mm-hmm. who takes a lot of heat on social media. You know, I can't believe how many people bent over backwards to help me build this facility and keep the business in Methuen, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and for, for people to go on social media and say, you know, Methuen's not business friendly. That that's not my experience. My experience is when you walk into City Hall and say, "I have a problem, I need help," but here's the caveat: you got to follow the rules. Right. Okay. A lot of people want to skirt the rules. They want to skirt zoning. They want to skirt this. That. Right. As long as you do what they tell you. I mean, I left there frustrated a lot of times. Yeah, I need a permit, but I couldn't get what I wanted because I was missing something. You know, because everything has to be lined up. And it was a frustrating process, but I can honestly tell you, um, every time I go online and see somebody sm- slamming Bill Buckley, it, it, it's like, man, you guys probably have never dealt with him right. on a professional level. I've seen him in action. I've seen what he does on a day-to-day basis in his whole department. The, peop- the people are fantastic. Yep. So my experience has been 100% positive. You know, you know, the DPW director at the time was Pat Bauer. He mm-hmm. left and then he came back. I mean, we had illegal dumping going on up there, and I, you know, we 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 bought our own dumpster. We cleaned up the whole neighborhood, and then I said to him, "It's it's happening again." He right. said, "What can I do for you?" I said, "I need a streetlight." Gave me gave me four. Right. So, I mean, the city has been tremendous in 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 that regard, and but it really bothers me that when we have a people on the outside who look in see Methuen sound off, and then I have all these people who claim to be in my party acting like fools. Right. Okay, they're just as bad as the left wing nuts. I mean, I agree. That's what. By the way, that's the reason I left the Republican Party. I couldn't deal with the crazies in my own party, and I don't know how the Democrats do it with with the crazies on, oh, the, on the left because they're way worse. They're but I'll tell you what, I walked away. I was I was Mr. Tea Party. I mean, I was the MC at the at the Greater Boston Tea Party Rally on Tax Day, April fifteenth, every year for five years. And I was the guy that booked the guests, and I brought in Jeff Katz, and I brought in a whole bunch of other people. But at the end of all that, I looked at. All they, all they see, all the far right of the party really seemed to care about was Obama's birth certificate, uh. like all the external things that mean absolutely nothing. And when it came time to like supporting, say, Scott Brown, who's no real conservative, but in Massachusetts he's a raging conservative, right? Because he's yeah, he was great. It's so far left, and they would. And I remember getting up at the Worcester Tea Party meeting and 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 saying, "Well, we need to support Scott Brown." And the answer I got was. Well, he's for abortion, he's for gay marriage, he's for this. And I'm like, yeah, but the person running against him, Elizabeth Warren, she's for abortion on demand up to like third grade. Like she's she's so far away from where we want to be. Why would you let someone, 
Why would you get rid of a guy that agrees with us 60% of the time to have somebody replace him that disagrees yeah. with us 100% of the time? And their answer was because we can make money on that. Yeah. If, if, the, if the, the Democrats of- win, we can do fundraising letters and make money off Correct. of it. Correct. In, in this country, you're going on a national level. Now, right. I came here to talk local. Okay. We'll on a national level, you got the far left and then the far right. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no moderates anymore. The, 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 the Republicans hate Mitt Romney like poison. Right. Mitt Romney was a great governor. He was a great he governor. Balanced the, you know, Bill Clinton was a pretty good president, too. He balanced the budget. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't agree with a lot. You know, as a Republican. I thought he was a good president. He did a great job. He left, he, we left with a, with a surplus mm-hmm. when he left office. And then 9-11 happened, but that's another story. So, so there's no more moderates, whether it's in the Democrat Party or the Republican Party. There's, there's no, and that's where the, the smart decisions are made. Right. Not far left, far right. right. So, yeah, we have, we have problems on the national level, but that, I'll come back for that show. Yeah. But I'm here to see if we can right. facilitate. You know, some, I, I th- how about I cater uh, the meeting between Mayor Perry? Mayor Perry likes meatballs. You know, I'll call my mother. I guess okay, I'll call okay. her Listen, back. I'm, I'm always open. You know, I think the thing that really surprised me the most of, of when 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 the Saber McCarty crew decided to target me and make me the full target. Rather than first it's Jane, and then it's this one, and it's Tom Lucy, and they just said, okay, now we're all just going to focus on Tom. When when we lost Joel Ferretra, that was that was I think even the fight with Neil and everything else. When we lost Joel Ferretra, Joel was doing food columns. Yeah, Joel's a good guy, and it wasn't political, and we didn't really get like I might ask one or two political questions in passing during the show, but he was writing a food column, and it was benefiting Methuen businesses, it was benefiting Methuen restaurants. It was benefiting our readers because now they get to know like where the good places are to go. And I really thought he'd kind of stick with us because we weren't political. And and when he when he kind of bowed out, that that was when I kind of said, you know, this, this is much bigger than. Did you give a reason? Than, no, not well. He was like, you know, same reason you get when most people don't want to tell you the real reason. It was well, I'm busy, family obligations, kind of stuff like that. Um, but it would have been great to have him here because I, we very rarely talked about politics. Yeah. And I always like – see, I've been doing this for 35 years, and most of the people we're talking about have been doing it for like one, right? And I've always liked throughout the years when I've been covering different political people in Lawrence, Methuen, North Andover, when they can humanize themselves by coming on a show and talking about something that's not politics, right? Because we always think of like, say, a Neil Perry or, 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 or Steve Saber or uh, Willie Lantigua – we think of them in the political context. Willie Lantigua was poisoned. Today. Right? He, right. he well. beat my, my very, very good friend, Dave Abdu. Oh. You don't get much uh, better people in that this was, world than that Dave was the, Abdu. That was the toughest loss I think we ever took. I worked on that campaign, too. I loved it. And that was, that was the toughest loss we ever took because who, who could have thought Willie even could win at that point? And was, but he cheats. The most so, honest so. guy you'll ever meet. Yep. yep. So. And I, I remember going to Dave and saying, listen, if you want to beat this guy, we've got some dirt on him. I'm not saying you have to use it, but you, you have to give it. me the okay to do it. Let me be, I'll play bad cop. We've got this dirt on Willie. Let me do it. And he said, no, I don't want to win that way. I said, well, then you're not going to win because he does play that way. And you can't, you can't be Mr. Rogers and go to war with Darth Vader. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got you've, you've to get it down into the mud. Um, so I think the Joel thing was, you know, that was tough, I think, for me because it was hard for me to understand. It wasn't political. But I also realized, too, that because I've been doing this for 35 years, that time changes all of that too. Sometimes people get a, a month, six months away from something like that and they think differently about it and they come around. And I know that there are people that I've said, you know, I probably would never talk to again. And then six months later it goes by and we run into each other, we have a coffee and, 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 I, and I come around. Good. You know? So I, I, think, I think it was good for my readers and good for my, my viewers and my listeners of the podcast 
to have the various Methuen people here after we did all those debates because we came out of all of that scandal. Judy Scandal. Yeah. Uh, no, Ju- Judy Scandal, the, I call the, it. The, the $4 million that were missing and, the, and, and all the police contract stuff. And, and I know that most people only pay attention at election time. So having those guys come back on when it wasn't an election kind of kept people back in touch. Like it kept them with, you know, with their fingers in the pie a little bit and, and understanding what's going on in between yeah, elections. Was- so to come the next election, you're a little bit more informed. You don't have to go by my opinion. You've been paying attention all along. Yeah. I mean, that's the name of your podcast. I, I watched the I watched the debates. Um, you know, I like Dan Shabilia. He's a he's a customer of mine, great guy. Tremendous sense of humor, by the way. Um to know him on a personal level. And I thought he had, you know, some decent points during the debate. I didn't know him from Boo back then. At the beginning, I was actually thinking about supporting Dan Shibola Yeah, good, at the very beginning. Yeah, Dan Shibola Nice nice family. Although, uh, nice although I keep saying his name wrong after oh. even after three oh. years and people keep correcting but, me. But I mean, it wrong. Uh, it's Neil, not a slight though. Neil Perry carried carried this city. I mean, it was a 70 something percent. Right. Yeah, so right. the the choice was clear. He's going to he probably going to get uh reelected. I don't think we're going to have the turnout that we did before. Because you won't. Every, It'll every, be a very low turnout. Yeah, everybody was outraged before, but you know, I've I'm pretty invested in this community. I don't want to put a, a dollar sign on it, but you know, I, I worry when I see you know state take I, in the paper state takeover. Right. You know, the school's going to be in maybe go to receivership or, mm. or what have you, and so I think I think we're on a, a good path. I think the council. Does a great job. I'm a big fan of Councilor Ziegler. Man, is that woman intelligent? I agree. You know, even even Councilor McCarty, he's half my age. That guy is extremely intelligent. Is he going to be very, an attorney? Very bright. Yeah, I guess he's studying at Mass School of Law. Yeah, he, he's amazing. So, yeah. um, I mean, I I'm not a big fan, but he is a smart kid. Well, maybe because you you two have a personality conflict. Well, we, we've never actually we, we we've literally had lunch. We had breakfast once, oh. like literally once. But the problem is. Again, a person who gets involved in politics is not yeah. a politician. He gets involved, and anybody who doesn't agree with him must be the enemy. And so him and Saber had this little cabal going at the beginning where if you didn't agree with them, you were the enemy, and you were to be stomped out rather than bring people into the fold. Like I tried to reach out to him a number of times and said, look, why don't we just talk about this? At one point, they were saying I was a stooge for Sharon Pollard. That was like the big rumor that was going around that I was Sharon Pollard's stooge. Now, I'm a right-wing guy. <laughs> She worked for Hillary Clinton. No. There's nothing that we agree on on just about anything. Like literally, when she was yeah, mayor, we were at odds all the yeah, time. She's liberal. I, I would say at one point we were actually enemies, right? And they're running around saying that I'm her puppet, and that hurt because you know when someone that you don't, you're not really a big fan of, and they're calling you their puppet on top of everything. So I sat down and I said, "Listen," and I tried to talk to him, and it just seemed like he took everything that I said. And after that meeting, twisted it and repeated it to a whole bunch of other people in out of context and in a way that I didn't mean, and just used that as an opportunity to try and screw me over. So, so I'm always willing to sit down with people, but Should. we have to realize that in this business, even though they might be our neighbors, some of our counselors, our school committee members, our zoning board members, but there are bad actors involved. And sometimes it's the guy that's smiling at your face and knocking on your door. And some of these bad actors, they don't care who they hurt when they come out and they make some of these scurrilous accusations, when they attack public employees at the table. I've watched a number of councils attack city employees by name at the table, people who don't have the ability to defend themselves, who don't have the platform that these guys have. And it, it's not only unprofessional, it's, it's, it's reckless because you're hurting so- – that this poor kid McCarty was a, is a captain in the police department. Joe Solomon retires – he be, gets made acting chief because he's got the seniority just while they're waiting Chris, for yeah, Chris McCarthy, yeah, right? Yeah. And I've met him a few times. Nice kid. Nice guy. Um, they, they eviscerated him at a public meeting by name 
one counselor said, I don't trust Makati because he was brought up by Solomon and he's got the same policing philosophy. I don't want him there. And that chastised the man for putting him there when the man had no choice because of seniority, right? And I sat and I looked at all that and I thought, you know, wow, how would you like to just be a regular average person who wants to help your community, gets a job with the city, you have no political ambitions, you get no platform, you got, and you got these politicians at an open meeting chastising you and attacking your credibility and your integrity. It's just wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't speak to that. I just, I know that this whole police contract is is, is a sore, sore is. spot with, with the council. And here's so, stuff about to come out about that. My yeah. understanding is I'm not qualified. There's, there's more, I'm not qualified. There's, there's more coming. I understand. I'm not qualified enough to speak yeah. on that, yeah. but I'm hoping that it, it, you know, this whole situation gets resolved and we can all move forward because this is a great community. I mean, I work in a lot of communities, and um, Methuen by far has some of the most down-to-earth clients of mine mm-hmm. versus some of the uppity uh, surrounding communities. Uh, people are really friendly. They're nice. They pay on time. Which which is huge in our business, but um, yeah, I, I I want it to be my home for a long time. I just I think we're on a good path. I just think we need a little bit more work to do. Right. I, I love what you do, and that's Thank why you. that's why I'm here, and I'm Thank hoping you. that we can. Uh, I appreciate that. Move forward, and and you know I I am always willing to sit down with people. I'm always willing to try and work. The, I think it's good for people when people. I think it's good for the community when people that don't agree get together and try and work shit out. And, um, and I'm always willing to do that. I was willing to do that with Sabre. I actually tried with McCarty. Um, I've tried with a number of others. Some of the, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that's on them. Like I said, it takes two. And um, you know, who knows moving forward? Look, the mayor's always wel- welcome to come back on the show if he wants. If he wants. Um, it's probably going to be a tough conversation the first day. But after that, then, you know, fine, we, we get through it. Um, but there's no counselor. In fact, even during the debates, I invited Jim McCarty to come in during the debates. Yeah, it's a good venue for the mayor to get his, his message out, too, as well, because yeah. you, you, know, you have a lot of followers. And, and, and the people who follow us is a different crowd than the people who are watching the mayor's minutes or watching city council meetings. The people who are watching us are... Uh, it, it's a, just a different crowd. It's a different group. So you're tapping into a different demographic. Yeah. I think Mayor too was also focused on you know you're not from Methuen and you and you focused on a lot of Methuen's problems, right? Which kind of made sense. You know, it's like, hey, why are you hyper focusing on all the things that are going bad in Methuen when you're from North Andover? And it was it was a legitimate point to bring up at that point. So I I, I, See, had, I, known, actually, I had known something was going on. I actually I didn't noticed. didn't think that that was valid because. The guy who writes the story about the guy at the Tribune who writes the story about the about Methuen City Council meetings, he doesn't he doesn't live in Methuen. And the guy at the Globe and Howie Carr, they're writing about stuff in Methuen. They don't live in Methuen either. Um, but when Willie Lantigua, and I know time's up, we're going to wrap up in one minute. Uh, when Willie Lantigua was mayor of Lawrence, all the controversy was Lawrence. You had police cars going the Dominican. You had him not filing his campaign finance reports. So our focus was much more Lawrence Central. We were almost never writing about Methuen because Methuen was quiet. But then mm-hmm. Willie left office. And all of a sudden, Jajuga's coming on board, and all of a sudden, there's all this controversy about a police contract. So as a member of the media, as a member of the press, we go where the story is. For four years, the story was Lawrence, and I can't tell you how many emails I got from people saying, Jesus Christ, you don't live in Lawrence. Why are you writing all this bad stuff about Lawrence? You're making us look bad. And I'm like, no. Willie's sending ambulances to the Dominican and not filling out his campaign finance reports and hiring his wife to be the the personnel director and applying for home heating assistance when he makes a hundred grand a year. That makes the city look bad. It's not me. I'm just reporting the story. Don't kill the messenger. Why don't you write about Methuen? Well, you know what? Willie left office. The stories in Methuen started percolating. More controversy started percolating. We focused more on Methuen. Now we've got some stuff starting to percolate in Haverhill a little bit. 
We had Denaro on, the, the retiring yeah. police chief in, in Haverhill. I saw that. We'll probably start focusing a little bit more on Haverhill as, when is he, as those when controversies. Is he, when is he done? I think, I think next week is probably his last. I think there'll be more forthcoming one, once he's done. I think you're right. I think yeah. once he's completely out. Nice it was, guy. It was a great interview. Thank you, Chrissy, for the extra time. I'm sorry. I know every week we go over, and I promise that I'm not going to do that. I want to thank our sponsors, Pleasant Valley Landscaping. That's the guy right here, Dave Consoli. We appreciate him being here. Thank you um, for having me. And by the way, you're not taking, you're not taking no, we're pretty, landscaping jobs, yeah. but you are taking small construction jobs. Yeah, just fulfilling. Okay. The, the landscape industry is pretty buried right now. Awesome. Um, so we're fully staffed, but we're, we're overwhelmed like everybody else. Right. So we're right. looking for, you know, some if, if call if you have a small install or something that you need done. But all the big jobs are filled. And as far as weekly maintenance and that stuff, we're booked till 2022. Excellent. We also have a clear path for veterans, excuse me, New England. Um, Tomo's and Happy Crab on Broadway in Salem, New Hampshire. Borelli's Deli, where I get all my meats. I got to tell you, great tortellini salad. Oh, my God. I got the tortellini salad last week. It was amazing. Uh, EIS Investigation, Marsan and Son Construction, AFC Urgent Care, and McLennan Real Estate on Broadway in Methuen. Next week, you're not going to believe it. Who's going to be here? Brian DePina, candidate for mayor of Lawrence, to respond to what Willie Lantigua said on the show last week. And that ought to be interesting. That's going to be pretty good. Thank you, Chrissy. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.